Part five, chapter two of Riceman Steps by Arnold Bennett. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Anthony Ogus. The Refusal. In the early dusk of the afternoon, about four o'clock, there was a banging on the shop door, and the short bark of a dog, who evidently considered himself entitled to help in whatever affair was afoot. Elsie was upstairs. During the morning several persons, incapable of understanding that when a shop is shut it is shut, had banged on the door, and at last Elsie, by means of two tin tacks, had affixed to the door, without a word to her master, a dirty old card on which she had scrawled in large pencilled letters the succinct announcement closed. This had put an end to banging, but now more banging. "'The doctor!' Elsie exclaimed, and ran down. "'Not the doctor, but a lanky and elegant little girl, "'accompanied by a fox terrier, stood at the door. "'As soon as the door opened and she saw Elsie, "'the little girl blushed. "'The fact was that this was her very first entry "'into the world of affairs, "'and she felt both extremely nervous and extremely anxious "'not to show her nervousness to a servant.' The dog, of course, suffered. "'Be quiet, sir,' she said very emphatically to the restless creature, addressing him as a gentleman, and the next minute catching him a clout on his hard head. "'Papa can't come, and he told me to say, "'Will you please step inside, Miss Raster?' Elsie suggested. Nobody was about, but Elsie, with a servant's imitativeness, had acquired her mistress's passion for keeping private business private. The little girl, reassured by the respectful formality of her reception, stepped inside with some dignity, and the dog, too tardily following, got himself nipped in the closing door and yelped. "'Served you right,' says Miss Raster, and to apologetic Elsie, "'Oh, not at all. It's all his own fault.' "'Papa says he's so busy he can't come himself, "'but you are to get Mr Earl Ford ready to go to the hospital "'and wrap him up well. "'And while you're doing that, "'I am to walk towards King's Cross and get a taxi for you. "'I may have to go all the way to King's Cross,' "'Miss Raster added proudly and eagerly. "'But it will be all right. "'I got a taxi for Papa yesterday. "'It was driving towards our square, "'but I stopped it and got in and told the chauffeur to drive me to our house.' "'Not very far, of course. "'Papa said I should be quite all right, "'and he's teaching me to be self-reliant and all that.' "'Miss Raster gave a little snigger. "'Jack, you naughty boy!' "'Jack was examining in detail the correspondence "'which Elsie had neglected and told lies about. "'At his mistress's protest, "'he ran off into the obscure hinterland of the shop "'to stake out a claim there.' "'and after I've got you the taxi, I am to walk home. "'Oh, and Papa said I was to say you were to tell Mr Earl Forward "'and Mrs Earl Forward we will have an operation tomorrow morning.' "'Miss Raster was encouraged to be entirely confidential, "'to withhold nothing, even about herself, "'by the confidence-inspiring and kindly aspect of Elsie's face. "'She thought almost ecstatically to herself, "'How nice it will be to have her for a servant.' "'She's heaps nicer than Clara.' 
but she had some doubt about the correctness of Elsie's style in aprons. "'Oh, dear, oh, dear,' Elsie murmured. "'And they'll be expecting Mr. Earl forward at Bart's. "'It's all arranged.' Having impinged momentarily upon a drab tragedy of Clerkenwell, and taken a considerable fancy to Elsie, and having imperiously summoned her dog, Miss Raster, who was being educated to leave Clerkenwell one day and disdain it, departed on her mission with a demeanour in which the princess and the filly were mingled. "'What's the matter? What have you turned the light on for?' Mr. Earlford demanded when Elsie, much agitated, entered the bedroom. "'What is the matter?' Elsie tried to compose her face. "'How do you feel now, sir?' she asked serpent-like in spite of her simplicity and nervousness i feel decidedly better in fact i was almost thinking of getting up oh that's good because the doctor's sending a taxi for you and i am to take you to the hospital at once here's all your things she fingered a loaded chair and while you're putting them on i'll just run upstairs and get my things is the doctor here henry cautiously inquired "'No, sir. He says he's too busy, but he's sent his little girl.' "'Well, I'm not going to the hospital. Why should I go to the hospital?' Mr. Earlford exclaimed with peevish, rather shrill obstinacy. She had known he would refuse to go to the hospital. She was beaten from the start. "'But you said you would go to the hospital, sir.' "'When did I say I would go to the hospital?' "'You said so to Mrs., sir.' "'And who told you?' "'Mrs., sir.' "'Yes, but I didn't know then that your mistress would have to go. "'The place can't be left without both of us. "'You aren't expecting I should leave this place in your charge. "'Besides, I'm not really ill. "'Hospital. I never heard of such a thing. "'I should like to know what I've got to be packed off to a hospital. "'I shall feel a perfect fool there. "'I'm not going, and you can tell everybody I'm not going.' He rolled over and hid his face from Elsie, and kept on muttering, feeble fierce. He had no weapon of defence except his irrational obstinacy, but it was sufficient, and he knew it was sufficient, against the entire organised world. If he had had an infectious disease, the authorities would have had the right to carry him off by force, but he had no infectious disease, and therefore was impregnable. "'Now it's no use you standing there, Elsie. I'm not going. "'You think because I'm ill you can do what you like, do you? I'll show you.' Elsie could see the perspiration on his brow. He looked desperate. He was a child, a sick man, a spoilt darling, a martyr to anguish and pain, a tiger hunted and turning ferociously on his pursuers. His mind, as much of his body, was poisoned.' Elsie said quietly, "'Mrs. is to have an operation tomorrow morning, sir.' A silence. Then savagely, "'Is she? They're more fool her.' Elsie extinguished the light, shut the door, and descended the stairs, wondering what brilliant people, clever people, people of resource and brains, would have done in her place.' When Miss Raster came back with the taxi in the gathering night, having accomplished a marvellous odyssey and pretending grandly that what she had done was nothing at all, 
It was Elsie who blushed in confusion. "'I can't get him to go to the hospital, Miss Raster. No, I can't.' "'Oh,' observed Miss Raster uncertainly. "'Well, shall I tell Papa that?' "'Yes, please. Do what I will.' "'I'm afraid the taxi will have to be paid. I've left Jack in it. He's so naughty. A shilling I saw on the dial, but of course there's the tip.' Elsie hurried upstairs to her own room and brought down one and tuppence of her own money. Another minute and she had locked herself up alone once again with her master. End of chapter 2